Today's show is sponsored by Teleport. Are you building cloud applications with a distributed team? Then check out Teleport, an open source, identity-aware access proxy for cloud resources. Teleport provides secure access to anything running somewhere behind NAT, SSH servers, Kubernetes clusters, internal web apps, and databases. Already trusted by industry leaders, Teleport is a great solution for organizations that need to secure their infrastructure and comply with security best practices, such as role-based access control, preventing data exfiltration, providing visibility, and ensuring compliance. Download Teleport today at goteleport.com slash cloudcast. That's goteleport.com slash cloudcast. Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world. Good morning, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina. Actually, you know, small modification of that. We are coming to you from the sort of remote uh, Cloudcast studios in North Carolina. Uh, I'm sitting, uh, we have a, a small cabin up in the North Carolina mountains, and I'm actually sitting outside looking out at the mountains today. So uh, Sunday Perspective show, trying to get a little perspective on life, uh, trying to just sort of take in the beauty of what's going on around us. So uh, if you hear any little birds chirping in the background or any sort of noises, that's uh, that's what it is. We're actually recording this one outside. I'm going to have a little bit of fun with it. Uh, the audio quality should be good. Shouldn't be like the one we did uh, that had a little bit of, of fuzz in the background maybe from a week or two ago. Apologize for that. Uh, but today we're going to talk a little bit about this thing. A lot of times on these shows, these Sundays perspectives, um, you know, I, I kind of dive into something that that I have some expertise in, or that uh, I sort of lived through. We did a lot of the lessons learned shows, um, and today I'm going to do one that's a little bit outside of my comfort zone, and it's something I, I kind of been thinking about. A couple of things came together this week that really got me thinking, and it, it is really around security. And we've said for years and years on this show that neither one of us, neither Aaron or I, are, are security experts. Um, we've both sort of dabbled around it in our careers. Um, in some cases, we were sort of, you know, semi-responsible for it, but maybe not completely. In other cases, you know, it's just a part of the bigger picture of what we were trying to do. And, you know, a couple of things kind of came together this week uh, around security. There was an announcement about um, a lot of the major cloud providers, actually a lot of the major sort of technology providers got together uh, with the U.S. government after the massive, massive SolarWinds hack and really were trying to, you know, sort out what do we do next as an industry? What do we do next to try and prevent this sort of thing? And so there's some announcements that came out of that. I'll dive into a little bit after the break uh, about, you know, what were these companies going to do? The largest companies in the world, supposedly the, the biggest experts in the world in technology and, and security, what were they going to do to sort of help, uh, you know, kind of the good of both the country, but also just, you know, the industry as a whole. Like, what more can we do to make this a top priority? Because if we keep letting hacks happen, um, you know, th things become much more vulnerable. And as they become more vulnerable at a very large macro level, a country level, an economy level, a, you know, geopolitical level, um, you know, instability is not necessarily great for large systems, right? It can be interesting for, you know, individuals or small groups or something. But, uh, you know, as a whole, that uh, that instability, especially with uh, computer security and computer data, gets to be uh, a little, um, you know, a, a little problematic, as they might say. Um, and so I got to think about that. And, you know, I saw some of the announcements that came out and, you know, so-and-so is going to spend this much money and so-and-so is going to donate this and that. 
And then there was another announcement that came out uh, around Microsoft and some security vulnerability experts, a third-party company had found a vulnerability at Microsoft and reported it to them. And then there was an exclusive, I believe it was from Reuters that came out and said, uh, you know, here's what's going on. And the way it was explained, and again, you never know, you know, how much the press writes an article uh, that's a little, maybe a little more uh, bolsterous than it is in reality. But, you know, when somebody makes a statement that this is the worst cloud vulnerability you can imagine, um, you would think, oh, this is a big deal. Now, keep in mind that, you know, security is very much a a nerd niche culture. Uh, we all sort of engage with technology, but understanding of security is a very, very niche piece of it. And it got me thinking, you know, okay, so here's a humongous problem for one of the largest companies in the world, one of the largest divisions of that company in the world. And you would have thought, okay, if it's as catastrophic as it is, stock price is probably going to go down, right? The market's going to look at that and they're going to go, this company is going to lose the trust of their customers. It's going to, you know, create a sort of a pall or a dark cloud over this company. Uh, You know, the value of it going forward probably will go down. Nope. Didn't move one bit. The market gave it no reaction whatsoever. Zero or, you know, negligible pennies, maybe up or down on the stock price. And so, you know, those sort of things kind of got me thinking and they, they caught me pondering for the last few days, like, what is what, what does it even mean? What is what what does security even mean anymore? Right. And so I want to kind of dive into some thoughts around that right after the break. Today's show is sponsored by Cloud Zero. For software-driven companies focused on growing margins, Cloud Zero is the only cloud cost intelligence platform that puts engineering in control by connecting technical decisions to business results. By analyzing cloud services like AWS and Snowflake, Cloud Zero provides real-time cost insights that help you maximize margins. Engineering teams can answer critical questions like, who are my most expensive customers? How much does this specific feature cost our business? What's the cost impact of re-architecting this application? With cost anomaly alerts via Slack, product-specific data views, and granular engineering context that makes it easy to investigate any cost, CloudZero is your complete cloud cost intelligence platform, connecting the dots between high-level trends and individual line items. Join companies like Drift, Rabbit7, and SeatGeek by visiting cloudzero.com slash cloudcast to get started today. That's cloudzero.com slash cloudcast. And we're back. And as I mentioned at the top of the top of the show, we're going to dive a little bit into security and sort of this confusion I have about the industry and and how the industry looks at security, how companies look at security, um, and and you know what what even does security mean? And again, you know, I've I've been around the industry for, you know, I'll, I'll admit it, a long time. Um, I remember when, you know, a firewall was security, uh, an access control list was security. Um, you know, in some cases, it was just locks on the door because you know you needed to be able to get to that mainframe, or it was your key card, or it was whatever it was. Right? We had these sort of tiers and layers of security, and over time, you know, networks evolved and people computed in different places. And so, you know, what was considered a perimeter before maybe became a secondary perimeter, you needed more things. You needed stuff that would, um, you know, not only create perimeters, but it would actively monitor stuff. Um, You had to be able to, you know, uh, if you were a Microsoft customer, you had Patch Tuesday. Every single Tuesday, you just assumed something bad had happened and you're going to get some patches and you're going to actively have to do stuff. And security is a very large industry. There are a lot of very large companies that sell security. There are, you know, tons and tons of bits of security uh, software that that does security. And so, 
you know, it's not an area that I've necessarily ever really focused on. I think partially because I don't necessarily grasp all the things that you have to do. I don't necessarily have a mindset to think like a hacker, which you sort of need to be a, a very good security professional, like think about ways of breaking systems as opposed to building systems. But as I mentioned at the top of the hour, um, you know, I've, I've, I've lived through a lot of assessments of security, right? I've lived through a lot of working with companies who said, hey, we're going to buy some new things. We're going to build some new things. We're going to evaluate some new things. And security is always a huge, huge, huge part of uh, that evaluation process, right? How many features does your product have? How does it, you know, update software? How do you manage lifecycle? How do we protect against stuff? How do we remediate against things? You know, does it have this security uh, certification? Does it have this auditability? All those sort of things, right? It's a ginormous part of the process, right? So there's a part of me, having lived in this industry for a long time, that believes that security is important, that believes that companies take security seriously, right? Like they spend a lot of time on the front end trying to get security right, trying to know what's going on. And, you know, and then things like the the cloud security 2021, you know, state of cloud security 2021 report comes out. And some of the highlights that come out of that are things like this. 36% of companies suffered a serious cloud data leak or breach in the last 12 months, 36%. That means if you're sitting in a room and you look to your left and you look to your right, if neither one of those companies got breached, you got breached, right? Better than one in three companies got breached. That's a lot. That's not a little bit. That's a lot, right? Lost, serious data leak or breach. Eight out of 10 people surveyed in this uh, security study are worried that they're vulnerable to a major misconfiguration breach. Eight out of 10 are worried that they're vulnerable, right? They, they know they have a problem. And 64% think the problem will either get worse or stay the same. Those aren't encouraging numbers, right? And so I, I, I sort of have this dilemma of what's going on? How as an industry are we spending so much time up front trying to sort out security, trying to make sure we have all the right features, trying to uh, you know make sure we have the right architectures and that we're checking all the boxes. And yet, you know, in 2021, one in three have already been hacked. 80% are, uh, you know, believe they're vulnerable, <laughs> right? 80% think they're vulnerable. They just either haven't been hacked or don't know they've been hacked. And 64% think it's going to get worse. I don't get it. I, I, I don't, I guess I don't understand. I understand we have this ongoing dilemma between quote unquote, making something secure and making something usable. It's 2021. We should be better at this by now, right? Is it is it just that we've always treated security as its own thing? And so therefore, it doesn't have to think about usability. It can just sort of say yes or no. Um, you know, we have hacks. We looked at the SolarWinds hack. We've looked at other hacks in the past in which, you know, they go after software that's a little older, but they go after vulnerabilities that have been open, uh, you know, like the, the struts one that was out there for so long. I mean, years and years, the, f the fixes for this code was out there, right? And, and now people are all excited about IoT. They're all excited about millions and billions of devices out being out there. And we can't figure out security when we have hundreds and hundreds of devices. And I just, 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head out around how to think about this, right? And the Microsoft thing, the Microsoft Azure thing probably has me thinking the most because in the past, you know, we used to think about, okay, well, if we get hacked or if we're down, right? If we, we think about this. We think about downtime in terms of if I'm down, uh, I can measure on a per hour basis how much I'm down. And you see people willing to invest because they can think about being down, right? So, oh, it's a stock exchange. If it's down for a minute, it's this much in transactions. If it's, you know, retail and it's down for an hour, it's this much in transactions. And we can do that. And I feel like maybe we sort of used to think about things that way in security, but with security, we always tend to think about things as like breaches, what got stolen. And maybe we don't think about them that much anymore because we have things like, you know, insurance. And I don't have to worry about it because I can pawn off the problem on the insurance company. I can pawn it off on, uh, you know, telling all my customers, well, you know, we lost your credit card data again. Um, we're the, you know, 50th company this year to lose your credit card data. Um, you know, here's a $9 subscription per month to, you know, whatever the credit um, agency is so that, you know, something comes along, they'll help you resolve this. And I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's where we are. It's just, it's so bizarre to me that these massive hacks happen and people come out of the woodwork and they're all security experts on Twitter all of a sudden, but there doesn't seem to be any massive ramification anymore for, you know, not being good at security, not implementing security, not keeping it updated, right? We had do all these other things for other parts of what we do, right? We have entire industries talking about DevOps and CICD and all these other things, but it feels like, you know, maybe we're back to the old, the old saying of either, you know, you spend as much, your company spends as much money on security as they do, you know, coffee in the break room, which is probably minuscule. Although who knows these days, everybody's got really expensive coffee. Um, but it just doesn't feel like there's ever any punishment for leaking a hundred million credit card, uh, you know, data, people's names, social security numbers, balances, all sorts. I mean, it just doesn't feel like the market punishes anybody for it. There doesn't feel like there's any market ramifications for not being good at security. And so, you know, I keep coming back to, yeah, we have features and yeah, people call things security, but you know, I mean, the best password management tool in the in the world is forgot password, right? It's not one password. It's not any of those things. It's just forgot password. Send me a new one. And I don't know. I, I you know, this is one of those areas where I usually, you know, roll through the Sunday's perspective. I get to the end. I feel like I put together something that was useful. I was able to draw on experience that I had, draw on the context of what happened, uh, maybe the the good decisions, the bad decisions. I'm at my wit's end. I'm confused beyond many, many things around this security thing. I just don't understand how we can literally have this thing where, you know, a, 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 I understand it. I understand the, (laughs) how people were able to, you know, find a vulnerability, but the market just doesn't seem to, doesn't seem to punish it. We don't seem to put any value on security. And it's the weirdest thing because, it's it's such a critically important thing. And maybe it's just, you know, there are so many days that are so good with security that people don't get in that, you know, we pay attention to the ones that are bad. But, you know, the ones that are bad doesn't seem to be, and I'm not looking for punishment, like, you know, punish the people. I'm like, the market doesn't, you know, punish companies for being poor at security. And 
I mean, maybe that's just the way it is. Maybe they've, they've figured out, hey, you know, it costs far less to invest in being good at security than it does to, you know, have a good PR team and some insurance around it. And maybe that's just the way security needs to be looked at. I don't know. It, it just feels very different than everything I was always taught coming up, the fundamentals of, of computer science and how to build environments and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I'm going to make it short today because, again, I'm, I'm sort of sitting here overlooking the Blue Ridge Mountains. It's a beautiful day. The weather's cool and uh, I'm able to ponder a few things. But the security thing has kind of got me scratching my head. I would love to get any feedback from people as to, you know, what is going on with security? <laughs> What's going on with the security industry? What's going on with the perception of, uh, you know, the value of security or lack of value of security? Uh, give me some insights. Uh, we've got a great community out there. I would love to know the big, big things that I'm missing because uh, things just don't add up for me. And usually they, they add up in, in certain ways. I always understand there's, there's flaws in the system and, you know, problems in certain systems, but this one just doesn't make any sense to me. So give me some feedback. If you get a chance, uh, if you, if you'd like to, you know, tell me how dumb I am. I'm more than willing to take that, especially in the security domain that I don't totally understand, but, uh, let us know. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. It's kind of a short one today. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thanks for telling a friend about the show. Thanks for giving us feedback, especially the five stars and the reviews that you give us on iTunes and all the other places that you get your podcast. We love to we love to see the feedback. If you ever just want to give us some feedback or ask a question or suggest a topic for a Wednesday show or a Sunday show, uh, shoot us an email to show at thecloudcast.net. And uh, with that, I'm going to wrap it up and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media. 